The Kindness Podcast is made possible by Cornwell Properties in Athens, Ohio. Cornwell Properties offers Ohio University students the best locations to live in Athens. All of their apartments are either on Court Street or within one block. Cornwell Properties. Location matters. Visit their website, cornwellpropertiesathens.com, for more information. Welcome to the Kindness Podcast. I'm Nicole Phillips. Today I'm talking to Lauren Paul and Molly Thompson about the Kind Campaign, a multi platform movement that has transformed hundreds of thousands of lives, friendships, classrooms, and communities around the world. They decided to create change by giving girls an opportunity to speak out about the universal experience of bullying. Lauren, Molly, I would love to know how the friendship between the two of you began. Yeah, so um, Molly and I went to Pepperdine together, and we actually were both in the film program there studying film production. And um, it wasn't actually until our junior year that we really connected. We had a bunch of mutual friends, but uh, hadn't really developed a friendship until we had some classes together. Um, And then it was the summer going into our senior year that we sat down and talked about what it could look like to make a documentary about the way girls treat one another, bullying between girls. And this was um, over 10 years ago. So the bullying uh, topic wasn't, you know, sweeping the nation like it is now. Nothing was really being done about it yet. So we didn't know, you know, how people would react or what that would look like. Um, But it was really just diving into the film, which then became Kind Campaign and everything we do now. Um, that we, we also kind of dove into our friendship. I think a lot of people assume we were best friends when we started this and we were, we were friends, but we weren't actually super, super close. And so it's kind of cool just to see fate kind of take its course and, um, put each other in our, in our lives. And, um, you know, I think us colliding and, and doing this together was really just kind of a meant to be sort of thing. And now we're like sisters. (laughs) Neat. So the fact that you were not besties leads me to ask the question, how did it come up in conversation that you had both been bullied in your youth? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, Well, it actually came up quite organically. Um, Lauren and I were out to lunch in Santa Monica um, right before or kind of right at the end of summer going into our senior year. We were just catching up on the summer. I was um, I spent the summer in London with a study abroad program through Pepperdine, interning at a film production company. And Lauren um, had this life-changing experience that summer at Mountain Film and Telluride um, that really kind of led her to this idea of doing a documentary, which then led her to you know telling me about that at this lunch and sharing with me her experience from middle school and this idea for a film. And I immediately, you know, shared with her my experience from high school and I resonated so deeply with everything that she was talking about and kind of jumped at the opportunity, you know, to, to do this together. And, um, it really, it really kind of spiraled from there. We just both, um, had this passion and this drive and just jumped in head first and started doing pre-production on the film and um, 
you know, laying the groundwork for a kind campaign once we realized after shooting some initial interviews for the film and seeing how deeply girls and women were affected by these experiences that they had gone through. That's when we recognized that we wanted to do even more than a documentary and we wanted to really start a movement and a deeper conversation about these issues that females face. And that's when we started working on founding the nonprofit Kind Campaign, which um, our 10-year anniversary was was February of 2019. So we are coming fresh off of, of um, celebrating that. And um, yeah, it's crazy to look back and see really where it all began. And now the two of you since then have spoken in schools. How many schools, roughly? Yeah, so Molly and I, um, as of our spring tour of 2019, which is our 15th tour, we will have crossed the uh, 500 marks. So just the two of us alone have spoken in over 500 schools across the world. Um, and then we have a kind campaign assembly program where we provide schools, uh, who facilitate their own assemblies. Those are led by faculty members or kind ambassador volunteers all over the world. And those take place pretty much every day of the school year, um, throughout the country, throughout the globe. And, um, on average, we have about on average, about 300 of those that take place a year, which is pretty exciting. So, um, yeah, we have our Kind Campaign Assemblies. We have a 19-week Kind Club curriculum. Um, there's hundreds of active Kind Clubs across the world. We have a Kind Ambassador program where people go into their local schools and their communities and bring our Kind Campaign Assemblies and Kind Clubs um, to their schools. And so, yeah, we, we really love to develop new programs and curriculum every year. And um, it's it's awesome. It's really uh, spread and grown every year. And, and we're really proud to share that all of our programming, both our assemblies and our kind clubs are free of charge for schools. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's been awesome. Kind Campaign has become your life. It sounds like this is your baby. This is your thing. Do you ever look back and think, wow, like the trajectory of my life totally changed. Regardless of what you were going to Pepperdine for, this is where you ended up. Do you ever think, who knew kindness could could define our lives? Definitely. You know, I, I think, especially recently, um, both of us have have had real little babies. And I think that's also caused us to kind of look back and, and um you know, just reflect on the last 10 years and where it all started and where we are today and how, like you said, it really, truly has changed the course of our lives. And we don't take a second of that for granted. And um, we're so thankful that it has. And we feel so lucky that, you know, we get to do what we do because we absolutely love it. We get to meet girls all over the world and have really open and honest conversations with them and you know, watch magical things happen right before our eyes within our assemblies. You know, we watch girls stand up and um, stand in front of their entire student body and, you know, pledge to make a change within their life um, and, you know, be kinder in their hallways. Or we watch as a girl stand up and walk to the other side of the room and hand another girl a kind apology. And, you know, we witness these really vulnerable conversations of mending friendships and healing. And we're just constantly looking at each other and, you know, kind of in awe of um, the bravery and courage of the girls around us and just 
we are continuously um, inspired by them. And, um, you know, now looking back at those beginning days, I think we, we saw all of this, we had dreams of all of this. Um, so it feels really special for it to have all really played out um, in the way that it did. And we're so thankful for it. Mm-hmm. What are the ages uh, that you, that you um, kind of gear these toward? So our programming um, is actually, we do it for elementary through college age. Oh, uh, wow. Prim- yeah, it's awesome. We get to go into so many different types of schools and communities and um, share this message with so many different age groups. Primarily, we're speaking to middle schools and high schools, um, but you just wouldn't believe the types of things that we hear from fourth graders, um, you know, about the things that they're dealing with and the pressures that they feel and the, these broken relationships that they're experiencing. And, um, and then on the flip side of that, going into colleges, um, I'm sure as you can imagine, uh, sorority recruitment and things like that, bring up those middle school feelings and, um, the sort of things that take place in those spaces can be really brutal. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's a conversation that transcends age and, you know, of course, is also relevant for adulthood as well. And that's, you know, the, the bigger message of Kind Campaign outside of our school programming is just um, how beautiful and lovely and important it is to be kind and to choose kindness and how much better it feels to choose kindness. And, um, you know, I really believe that if we wake up every day and um, think about that, we can change the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly your own community, uh, with that, that decision. I kind of feel like moms and I'm, I say, I, I'm adding myself into this. Sometimes we as moms don't even hear what we're saying. You know, we might, um, throw a comment out about another mom or about somebody else's kid. And, and so I really feel like kids are, um, you know, they're, they're prone to catching whatever they hear. You know, even if you're teaching them something else, they're going to catch kindness or unkindness at home as well. So is having an assembly, a one-day assembly, enough to make the changes that will last for those kids? Can you tell that, like, the spark has happened, but this is really clicking? First of all, it's a really uh, good point about moms and parents and the things that you know, are said at home or, or even, you know, while they're driving around doing carpool and on the phone and talking to another friend, mm-hmm. um, I feel like it is those moments that kids really do watch and learn behavior um, that parents are, are putting out. And we've actually, to that point, um, we, we don't really do this anymore just because we do see so much change within schools, but we used to have assemblies with parents as well. Mm. Um, and it was really incredible to see them participate just as much as the students participate in the activities and, um, you know, participating in apologizing or, you know, giving someone a kind card and um, our, I believe, you know, the adults in the kids' lives, that behavior is, is modeled by the kids. That's, you know, they practice what they see around them. So um, I just wanted to touch on that, but then, um, going into your question of, you know, is this one day assembly kind of enough to really create change? And that was really kind of what we were hoping to find out on our road trip to shoot the film. That's really when we were test piloting this, this 
school program and this assembly program and and wanting to see like are the kids going to respond to this is this going to create real change in their hallways and within their friendships and communities and what we found is that it really does um i think it's almost a light bulb moment for the students in the audience and um we ask at the beginning of each assembly we ask two questions and the first is to raise your hand if you've ever been negatively affected by something that another female has said or done to you and it's incredible because quickly every single hand in the room, mm-hmm. you know, shoots up. And then we follow that question up with to keep your hand raised or raise your hand if you have ever said or done something to negatively impact another female. And every single hand in the room stays up for that question as well. And you just watch as, you know, the girls in the room are just looking around and realizing that not only have they been affected by the things that have been said and done to them, but you know, they're the ones who play a role in this and have control over their experience. And so that's what I mean with the light bulb moment. It's like it takes us getting everyone on the same page and putting the power in their hands to create change. Um, And then, of course, we have the film and a bunch of other activities and messages from Lauren and I. And um, throughout that, you know, two hour assembly, we really do see so much change created. Um, But then also we have a kind club curriculum that we created for that specific reason, so that the energy and the momentum and the drive that the students have, you know, at the end of that assembly, so that that isn't lost. And we really wanted to have something in place in schools that the school can utilize throughout the rest of the year to continue that conversation. And so that's where the Kind Club curriculum comes into place. And this conversation, you know, continues to be talked about in activities Um, within the club and then also in the hallways and out in the community um, continue to happen throughout the rest of the school year. And are each one of those kind clubs um, kind of geared toward either elementary or middle or high school or uh, or is it something that the leader kind of massages into the right age group? Yeah, that's exactly right. Molly and I uh, wrote the curriculum several years ago. It's endorsed by Jessica Wiener, who's one of the professionals in the film. Um, And so yeah, the Kind Club mentor takes that and kind of utilizes it however they see fit. A lot of people just use it word for word, week by week, um, just as we've written it. But then if someone wants to uh, adopt this for a younger audience or maybe a group of adults even who get together with their girlfriends after work and just talk about life and, and go through these activities, um, you know, you can adapt it however you want. And I actually mm-hmm. wanted to add real quick, um, just to follow up to that previous question. A couple of years ago, we were able to measure our impact. And um, so at the end of every assembly, the girls take this survey that kind of shares what their experience was like. And we were able to compile those um, surveys from, I think it was around 3,500 girls. And we found that two out of every three girls apologized to someone and 96% of girls agreed that strongly agreed that they didn't want to participate in the drama at their school anymore. And um, I believe it was like 92% said that they felt empowered and felt like they had hope for a better school year. And it was just these incredible results that we, Molly and I, over the last 10 years saw with our own eyes. But then, you know, to be able to measure it and see this data was really exciting for us and to really know um, that it does make a difference. And we actually do this survey not only when Molly and I are in schools doing the assemblies ourselves, but also when someone else is leading the assembly. And 
the results were pretty much the same, which was really cool for us to see that regardless of whether or not we're hosting the assembly, even if a teacher is doing it, that it's really the message and the activities and what we've created that um, drives home that message. So I just wanted to share that. I'm so glad you did because I would imagine that on those days when it's really tiring to be traveling around for your third week in a row and, and speaking that you can go back and you can look at those and say, this matters. It absolutely matters what we're doing. And yeah, definitely. We'll get back to our conversation with Lauren and Molly in just a moment. But first, our kindness call sponsored by Cornwell Properties, where location matters. Hi, my name is Hunter Weist. I'm calling from Stoughton, um, Wisconsin. I am going to Sand Hill Elementary School, and we are currently going through the kindness revolution. And what that is is we all do something kind, try to make the school a kinder place and our community. Um, each class got a crane since we're at Sand Hill Elementary School. And each class writes something kind on their crane. Our class was, phrase was kindness. It's a ripple effect. Um, each person got a word on the wave. Mine was smile. Um, just smile and it can make someone's day. So other things you can do to be kind are maybe like pay for the person behind you in line. Um, if you're in a drive through pay for their meal or maybe let someone go in front of you if you're not in a hurry. Stuff like that. Um, thank you for having me. Okay. Bye. Did you know you can be on the Kindness Podcast? Call the Kindness Hotline with your story. You can leave us a voicemail at the number in the description of this podcast. Now, back to the show. So I want to see if I can put you on the spot a little bit. Um, We have a listener who has emailed me recently, and she said that her fourth grade daughter has been having a lot of problems with girl bullying this year. And she said, you know, it's really tricky because these are girls who've all gone, come up through, you know, kindergarten, first, second, third, all as friends, all as playmates. And now you get, you know, the one girl saying something bad about another girl. And, um, you know, this week they're friends and that week, next week they're not friends. What sort of support um, do you have that parents can give to their girls? Are there words of wisdom that you can share with us? Yeah, that's actually something, unfortunately, that, you know, we see in schools, in elementary schools, and also that we hear from parents um, pretty regularly, which uh, it is, you know, it starts so young, and um, you can't start talking to your child about this, um, you know, young enough. Um, We think kindness, you know, should be a conversation from when they are really little so that it is a part of their everyday life. But um, specific to this situation, um, that is something that we often see, you know, a group of girls or a group of friends um, who are friends one week and then for whatever reason, probably no reason at all, you know, they're they're singling someone out. And so to that parent who emailed, I think I would just say um, something that we advice that we give to, you know, parents who come to us when their child is going through something is, um, first we tell them to, you know, just be really open with your child and talking to them about this. Sometimes we've seen, you know, kids feeling nervous to talk to their parents about it or embarrassed about something that might be going on. And so just being there as a listening ear for, um, for your child is so important. And, um, 
And then more than that, you know, after listening and hearing what it might be that they're going through, if you have your own experience that you can open up about and, you know, whether it's something that you've experienced as an adult or, you know, recalling an experience from elementary, middle or high school and sharing with them that you've also you know, experienced your own form of bullying and, and letting them know how that felt for you and how you got through that. That's something that will really allow them to see you in a different light, you know, other than just, you know, mom or dad who they can't wrap their minds around you going through something like this. Um, And so when they realize that they're not alone in what it is that they're experiencing, that's a really powerful moment for them. And then, um, Laura, I don't know if you want to touch on yeah. extracurricular activities. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, we really uh, think it's important to get your kids involved in extracurricular activities. I think back on my own middle school experience, which was really brutal. And um, it was my tennis lessons and my guitar lessons and the young life group that I was a part of that really was a saving grace for me because when you figure out what your kids are interested in, whether that's soccer or acting classes or science camp, whatever that looks like, it creates a community for them outside of their school hallways. And they're able to meet other kids that are like-minded, who are interested in the same things as them. And um, that you know allows them to kind of escape that social experience at school and immerse themselves with a group of people who might not know the things that might be taking place at their school. And I think that really can start to build confidence. Um, and again, just a community outside of what they're having to experience on a day-to-day basis. So yeah, asking your kids what they're interested in and, and listening and, you know, doing what you can to help them pursue those things can be really, really helpful. So smart. I hadn't thought about that. Go on. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And just one quick thing. Um, It's actually just something that Molly and I share in our assemblies um, that I think is just such a simple piece of advice that goes a really long way is just to remind your kid that their school experience is just one chapter of their story. And there's so much ahead of them. There's people they'll meet, relationships they'll have. There's but there's friends that are out in the world right now living their own lives that they don't even know exist right now that they're going to meet one day and become friends with. Um, so just to remind them that although your school hallways can kind of feel like the end all be all, um, that it's not, there's really just so much ahead of them. Um, I wish I could go back in time and tell my younger self that just to try and have that perspective. That is wonderful wisdom. And it makes life sound really exciting when you think, oh, there's a new adventure ahead. Yeah. Yes. Or that there's this person that's living their life right now, maybe in a totally different state that will actually become your best friend for life. Right? Yes. You don't even know yet. And that's the truth. You know, like all my best friends I met after middle school and high school. And, you know, so I would have never, I never thought about that, of course, when I was Mm -hmm. in school, in, you know, middle school or high school. So... Before I let you guys go, is there one uh, or two favorite kindness stories that you want to share? It can, it can be about kind campaign or it can be about just life in general, um, a time of kindness that really has stuck with you. Mm. Yeah, I think, um, well, one story that stands out um, from, Lauren, correct me, I think it was our last or not this last tour, but um, 
last year, last October, we were at a school, we were in a big, um, this is specific to Kind Campaign, but uh, as we were saying, kindness story, it just kind of popped into my mind. And it is one of our favorite kind of um, examples or just stories from traveling from our assemblies. But we were at a school and we were in this, um, you know, big auditorium, the entire female student body was in the auditorium and um as we've mentioned you know we do interactive activities after the film and when it came time for the interactive activities we opened the floor for girls to come up and share their kind pledges and their kind cards and um one of the girls in the auditorium had pulled lauren aside and said you know i wrote this while the film was playing can i you know, I know this isn't a, you know, a kind card, but when that time comes, can I get up and share this? And so Lauren previewed what she had written um, just to be sure that it was, you know, appropriate for her to share in front of everyone after seeing the contents, you know, said, yes, of course. And this girl got up on stage. And um, again, this was a bigger assembly. And so just to picture, you know, the entire student body is there. There's probably 20 girls standing up on stage and it comes time for this girl to stand up and share and the the way in which she walked to the front and center of the stage and started speaking this beautiful um just kind of thought process that, that she had of you know when she walked in the room what she thought and then just about her experience in the hallways and how students often looked past her or you know just watched her run from one class to the other and had thoughts about her um but how she took that and and internalized that and then was so proud of who she is and um and then kind of called out to all of the girls in the audience and and you know kind of empowered them to feel comfortable in who they are and they're females and they're strong and as she was sharing this her voice just got louder and louder and she it was just this beautiful moment for us to witness and we learned more afterwards about this girl and kind of her experience at school and how this was in her peers eyes kind of unlike her you know she's typically quiet and she would not be the one to kind of get up and in a way sing this rally chant to unite the girls by the end of her speech the entire room was on their feet giving her a standing ovation and Lauren and I just had tears in her eyes as we were watching this moment for her and it's just when you mentioned, you know, a kindness moment, it's so incredible to see how, you know, planting a little seed of kindness, how it really can grow into something so special and unique for every single person. And that's why, you know, being kind to people in your everyday lives that you don't know their story, you don't know what they're going through. You have no idea the ripple effects of your kind acts in their life. And, and you can kind of see that in her life, you know, her sitting in that auditorium, she took, the film and, and watching the other girls share and then had her own beautiful, inspiring moment. And um, it was just incredible for us to witness. So cool. So cool. Kindness matters. Thank you for reminding of that us of that, Lauren and Molly. And thank you for all you're doing with the Kind Campaign. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. It was so great chatting. It was. You guys are doing some amazing and important stuff. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you. That was a conversation with Lauren Paul and Molly Thompson. You can learn more about the Kind Campaign at www.kindcampaign.com. Thanks for listening to the Kindness Podcast. It's produced by WOUB Public Media and relies heavily on the kindness of engineer Adam Rich and intern Chloe Meston. 
I'm Nicole Phillips. We hope you'll subscribe to The Kindness Podcast wherever you listen and find us on social media at Kindness Podcast. If you like the show, please spread some kindness in the review section. 